up on Hope Alive with Reverend S.C. Matebula. Wherever you spend your money, it tells us what is it that you value. Listen to me. If, if, if sex is your God, You'll come to a point where you buy sex. You will, you will buy, you will pay prostitutes because sex is your God. So wherever you invest, it tells us that is what you value. Greetings, beloved. This is S.C. Matebula, pastor of Hope Restoration Ministries. Once again, thank you for allowing time to come to your homes and then to minister a word of encouragement, a word that gives you life. Sit back and enjoy this one. I promise you, your life will never be the same. Thank you for watching. Money, the game changer. Are you with me? Let me tell you, money is the game changer. Some of you, you are aware of that. Some of you, you are not aware of that. But money is the game changer. Money, it is not just money as is in the coin or note that one has. Some of you, you just think it is just a piece of paper or something that you can use to exchange, to get whatever you want. Money is bigger than just buying bread. It's money, it is power. Money is the game changer as it carries power and status with it. It also carries privileges that distinguishes one person from another. So money, it is power. The other day we were stuck in traffic, stuck in traffic. And while we were stuck there in traffic, you know, for almost an hour, and then from nowhere, an helicopter came. Okay. Helicopter. And uh, right there, somebody with money just called an helicopter. And uh, boom, gone. We, those of us who did not have money were stuck there. <laughs> we're stuck there for another two hours. Let me tell you, if you think money is not power, let me tell you, wait until you've got it. You'll realize that even people around you Things will change. The way people begin to treat you, it is totally different because now you've got money. Money is power. Unfortunately, the church of Jesus, they have not discovered the secret of money. Are you with me? Listen to me. Money can be a positive or a negative game changer depending on whose hands it's in. All that I'm saying to you, stop calling money a devil. Money is not evil. It depends on whose hands it's in. If money is in the good hand, let me tell you, a lot of lives can become better. But at the same time, if money is in the wrong hands, a lot of things can go wrong, especially in South Africa. You know, a lot of things has gone wrong in this country because money has been in the wrong hands. But I pray this afternoon, that there will be a transfer, praise the name of Jesus. There will be a transfer of wealth, you know, in the name of Jesus. That is what I declare, because we need to make sure that money is in the right hands. Listen to this, child of God. You know, money in the positive hand or in the right hand. Money can place you in high places. But if money is in the negative or wrong hands, money can place you in bondage. Money can bring prosperity and blessing to people. And on the other hand, money can bring curses and sufferings to people. If money is in the right hands, money has the power to heal and better the lives of people. But money in the wrong hands, you know, has power to hurt and corrupt lives. Money, on the other hand, one person can be at peace 
with just one offering given. On the other hand, one person can be in distress, you know, in the midst of riches. One act of generosity can transform generations. On the other side, one act of greediness can destroy generations. Money has power to save lives. Money also has power to destroy lives. I've seen people, you know, being saved because of money. And I've seen people being killed because of money. So it depends. Are you with me, child of God? Even today, you know, one can buy young girls for sexual pleasure. Another can sponsor young girls to better their lives for a greater future. It depends in whose hands it's in. We're talking about money, the game changer. Money can change the game. Money can change the game. Let me tell you, child of God, there are many things that we can pray for and say, Lord, change our nation. Lord, do that and that. Until money is in the right hands, some other things will never change. Let's see what other people have done with money. Let's see what other people have done with money. There's a man by the name of Charles Finney. He is known as James Bond of philanthropy. This guy, they had to give him that title based on what he has done in America and all over the world. You know, they are saying a lifetime donations that came from this one man. It is $6.3 billion from one man. Not rents. $6.3 billion from one man. And it's amazing that when you look at his net worth, what he has, the value of this man at this present moment is $1.5 million. What he says, he says, all that I need is $1.5 million. I don't need this money. He says, let me give the rest. And I can live with one point, you know, five million. And he still lives a quality life with that money. And he gave billions to better the lives of other people. This is what it does. And some of the things, funding areas, supports education, even here in South Africa. I discovered that he also gave a lot of money in South Africa. The question would, Elende Zantin Zigaban. That is the problem. We don't know who received his money. He offered here. You know, he also invests in science, healthcare, and civil rights. This is what this guy does. I've checked if, it, if he's a Christian or not. It is not clear, but it's a man who just wants to better the lives of other people. Well, here's the other man that we've also contributed to make him rich, you know, through Ilendozan is Microsoft. Bill Gates, the most, one of the most richest men in the world. We've also contributed, you know, to him to become rich. You know, lifetime donation. It is $27 billion. I mean, yeah, $27 billion. That is what he gave, you know, to the nations. $27 billion. Well, you might think, well, that is too much. Yes, it's a lot based, you know, on what he gave. But the net worth, what he has at this present moment, it is $84.2 billion. Let me tell you, this guy can buy the whole South Africa and pay our debts, you know, and also pay... <laughs> what the, the Guptas have stolen. And then on top of that, he can bless everybody, bless everybody with 40 million, and he will still be rich. 
He can bless over 40, 4, 4 million people, 40 million people in this country, am I right, Ramon? And he will be still be a billionaire. Because there's no shortage of money in this world. The problem is that money is in the wrong hands. There's no shortage. South Africa does not run short of money. There's enough money in this country. There's no need even for us to go to other countries and borrow. There's enough money. You look at the money that has been squandered in this country, and you think of the schools that we would have built. You think of the universities that we would have built. The problem is that money is in the wrong hands. It is in the wrong hands. There's no reason in South Africa, you know, for, 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 for somebody to sleep without a meal. Because even if South Africans, they can take the billions that we have, you know, they can distribute to all of us at least five million, five million, five million, five million, five million, and all of us, you know, will live a good life and will still have more money to cater for the future. Unfortunately, it's in the wrong hands. Something to think about it. But you look at the cost of Bill Gates. It says funding areas, that is agricultural development, emergency relief, global libraries, urban poverty, Global health, you know, and education. That is what he does. And there's another chap, very popular man by the name of Alton John. We enjoyed his, his music. He's a, he's a wonderful writer. He, he can write songs. It's amazing. He just writes a song and let me tell you, it's going to be a hit. Whatever. This guy, he can actually come here and listen to you and he can write a song in just five minutes. You've got a song. He can compose a song live just like that. He's an amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. But listen what he did. The lifetime donation. They even talk, they don't even want to talk about the lifetime donation. They just want to talk about what he gave last year only. Last year only. He gave, you know, 26.8 million you know, pounds. I was trying to calculate that. My calculator died while I was trying <laughs> to calculate that. It, it, it just, I was trying to convert it to, to rents. My calculator just got confused. I say, he, it actually spoke in Shanghai and said, Anastasis, Anastasis. That was, that, that's what my calculator and then happened. It says, send confused. That's what this guy did. He gave that much, okay? And then you look at his net worth, what, what he has. He just, he just says, just leave me with 500 million, you know, dollars. He says, if I have 500 million dollars in my account, I'm actually fine. I'm good with that. But look at the finding areas, you know, his passion, you know, where he gives his money. Now, he gives his money to LGBTQI. They've added that one. Uh, uh, I don't even know. I know the first one. It stands for the lesbian and gays. I don't know the other ones, you know, but that is where he takes his money. He takes his money. He says, this is my first priority, okay? First, I'm going to fund this. Don't judge him. That is his passion. That is his belief. That is his conviction. He says, I am a gay, and then I'm going to sponsor my people. I'm going to advance my people, I'm going to protect my people. Don't ever judge him. He has a cause. The question is, what is your cause? What is your cause? Because he is sponsoring his cause. 
You know, Christians, we are very, very, very good at criticizing other people and say, hey, he's spending, he's sponsoring gays, he, you know, washa wakima, he's sponsoring, which kingdom are you advancing? Which kingdom are you advancing while they are advancing their own kingdom? Which kingdom are you advancing? Because everybody can advance something. So what is it that you are advancing? But we are very cool. We are very quick at criticizing other people. And I love what this man says. He says, don't tell me what you value. He says, show me where you spend your money and I will tell you what you value. You know, many a times we come to church and say, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a committed Christian. I love the Lord with all of my heart, with all of my mind. Jesus, I lay my life before, before you. <laughs> you lay your life before you, before the Lord. Let us see, let us see. Because it is not about singing, it is not about writing, it's not about jumping, it is not about you telling us what is it that you value. But we want to check where you spend your money. Because wherever you spend your money, it tells us what is it that you value. Listen to me, if, if, if sex is your God, you'll come to a point where you buy sex. You will, you will buy, you will pay prostitutes because sex is your God. So wherever you invest, it tells us that is what you value. As much as you need money to spread the lie, you need money to spread the truth. The question is, where are the sponsors of the truth? As much as we have the sponsors of the lies, where are the sponsors of the truth? I will tell you where are the sponsors of the truth. They are in the church. They don't want with their money. Even this afternoon they are so serious they are so angry that we are talking about money those who love you just because there's money let me tell you they are not there for love my dear they are there for your money just like a prodigal son just like a prodigal son you know these women were there because of money you know for a while he changed the game he changed the game because he had money every girl will come back will be just next to her because he had the money but the moment the money disappeared the game changed. To get yourself a copy of this DVD package, call 011-976-0600 or email media at hrm.org.za. Now let's look at the scripture. Let's look at the scripture. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 2. Let me give you a background of this. This, it was after the resurrection of Jesus. And the authorities, you know what they did, Muslim? they said, you know what, guys, we must make sure that this folk does not resurrect. Because he mentioned that on the third day he's going to resurrect. And if this chap resurrect, we are in a serious problem. So that is why they sealed the grave of Jesus. That is why they sealed. And then they, they had to put some guards there to make sure that this man does not resurrect. Because if he can resurrect, we are in a serious problem. The whole game is going to change. So to make sure that it does not change, we're going to put some guards there. But you and I, we know that he resurrected, okay? He resurrected. Now, in verse 12, we read here after the resurrection. When the chief priest had met with the elders 
and devised a plan because they had to come up with a plan. And then they gave the soldiers, listen, it says a large sum of money. Now, it does not tell us how much was it, but it was a large sum of money. Let me tell you, it takes a man of integrity. If they come, you know, with 200 million in a bag, they say to you, you know, just change the game. It takes a man of integrity to say no to that. It takes a man of integrity. So these guys, I don't know what type of a thing they've used to bring this large sum of money. They brought it to the soldiers. Listen, verse 13 says, telling them, you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. They're even saying, don't worry, he has money. And if this report gets to the governor, if the governor is not happy about it, you know, but we will satisfy him and you will be out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. That sounds like a South African story, eh? <laughs> Sounds like a South African story. It's like this story happened here in South Africa. You see people that you know, people used to be men of integrity. They appear on television, you wonder, what's wrong with you? What happened with you? You know, there are people that I thought were men of integrity until they got their positions in a government, in a high space. And then now they are singing a different language. You know, there were people who were totally against Cyril Ramaphosa. Totally against him. And they were given a position now. They have turned, they are for him now. And you ask yourself, what changed? I will tell you, money is a game changer. Like it or not, money is a game changer. And so they took the money as they were instructed. And listen to what the Bible says. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Wow. These guys, they took money, and the Bible says to this very day, the lie has spread, and the people, they believe this lie to this very day. You know what? Because money was given to the people so that they can change the game. If these guys were living in our days, were given money today, probably they went into the social media. They said he did not resurrect. They, he was stolen. Imagine Sunday times today, stolen from his grave. They paid Sunday time. ENCA, stolen from his grave. He did not resurrect. CNN paid a lot of money, stolen from his grave. They spread the lie and people believed the lie. And the Bible says to this very day, because the lie was sponsored and people believed that. Are you aware that there are people even today because there are people who are sponsoring the lie and they are believing that lie because there are people behind the lie. They put it in a beautiful package. They package it nicely and then they transport that. It lands in the laps of our girls and boys and they believe that this is life. 
because it has been packaged in a beautiful way. There are people who are sponsoring it. And today there are many young people in this country. They are living a lie because a lie has been sponsored and the lie has traveled all over the place. And you ask yourself, why is the lie traveling so much? And the question is, where is the truth? Here is something that I want you to think about. If you need money to spread the lie, how much more about spreading the truth? How much more about spreading the gospel? How much more about supporting the work of the kingdom? I strongly believe you are here this morning because we are preaching the truth. The question is, how are we going to, to, to supply or how are we going to spread, you know, the, the, the truth? Let me tell you, as much as you need money to spread the lie, you need money to spread the truth. The question is, where are the sponsors of the truth? As much as we have the sponsors of the lies, where are the sponsors of the truth? I will tell you where are the sponsors of the truth. They are in the church. They don't want with their money. Even this afternoon, they are so serious. They are so angry that we are talking about money. The church of Jesus, as long as you speak about prophecy, I see you in the future. He has the plans for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to make you great. This is where we stand and shout and say, go deeper, papa. Go deeper, papa. As long as we prophesy, as long as we speak about the future, that is where we get excited. If I can say now, in three months, you're going to be blessed. In three months, your house is coming. In three months, your car is coming. All right, come on, you're going to shout. What's wrong today? You don't want to shout. That's what you do. That's what you do all the time. Now let me give you a few things and I'll be out of your way. How to change the game. Number one, you need to make sure that you let money be a servant, not a master. If we are going to change the game to master, let's make sure that money becomes a servant, not a master. God doesn't want money to, to be your God. He doesn't want money to rule you. It is not in the plan of God that we should be ruled by money. Somebody put it in a beautiful way. He says, money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. It's a terrible master, but an excellent servant. If money is going to control you, if money is going to become your master, let me tell you, money is a terrible master. It's better for you to make money your servant. Let money, you must be able to sit under money. Money must be controlled by you. Don't allow money to come here. Money must be under you. You wake up in the morning, you instruct money. You say to your money, listen, this is where you need to go. This is where I'm instructing you. You're going to become a servant. You know, there's a couple there that needs, you know, to be helped. There's an organization there about marriages. I want you now to go and save someone's marriage. I'm going to give you to this organization. I'm going to give you to this, to this place so that you can better the lives of people. But if money is going to control you, money is going to put you into young girls. Money is going to say to you, go buy sex. Go, go take alcohol. Go buy another car. Go do that. Live this type of a life. You don't allow money to do that, but make sure that money is under your control. If you want to become a game changer by using money, make sure that money is under your feet. You control money, not money controlling you. Right. 
That's what you need to do. Number two, let money be a seed, not a fruit. And this is a teaching that we need to get, especially as a black nation, that money should be a seed, not a fruit. Most of us, we look at money as a fruit. We look at money as something that must actually satisfy me for today. We don't look at money as a seed that can change the next generation. But we take money to be consumed. We just want to, we live, is it from hand to mouth? We live from hand to mouth. You know, as much as we receive the money and then it is no more on that day. Some of you months end already you are receiving a money that is no longer there. As, as much as you receive it, it must be spent for something else. Come month end, on the fifth you've got nothing because we use money, you know, as a fruit, you know, to take care of my needs. We don't even think of tomorrow. Listen to this. Here is something. Every time you borrow money, I think I need to hammer this one. Every time you borrow money, you are robbing your future self. You are robbing your future self. Especially those of you who are in debt. I think all of us will need to clap here. Every time you borrow money, you are robbing your future self. I don't even want to talk about those ones who are going to Bafana Bafana Financial Services. You know, and in Umashonisa. We go in there, the interest is 35%. Are you with me? You borrow 1,000, it's a terrible dream. There are guys, all that they do, you know, they wait for you, don't have money, they give you 5,000 rand, and they even take your, 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 your debit card. They give you 5,000 rand, they take your debit card and your ID so that you cannot go to the bank, you know, and then on the day of your salary, this man becomes the first person to go to the ATM. They take their money what they've borrowed you with a 35% interest. You know what you have done? You have already gone into your future. You are eating the money of the future today. And when your tomorrow comes, you've got nothing for tomorrow. At the end of the day, when we speak about offering in the house of the Lord, you get angry because you have squandered with your future already. And then you begin to say, in this church, they love money. Let me tell you, it, it has nothing to do with me. It is your decisions that you have made. You are deep into debt. That is why you are so sensitive. When your daughter asks, Mommy, can I have money for a drink? Hey, Nina, hey, Nina. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. Leave that girl alone. It is you who have made wrong decisions. You have child the money for the future. I know you were enjoying this one. Unfortunately, our time does not allow us to go any further. But if you want to contact us, there are some numbers that are reflecting right now on the screen. Before we just say bye-bye to you, let me pray with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my sister, for my brother at home, for my mother and my father. Lord, you know their struggles. You know their challenges. I speak life and I speak peace. I speak transformation in their lives. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for touching them. Amen and amen. Thank you for watching. Until next time, we love you. God bless.